Hey, Micah, don't steal. I, I wrote some good notes. Don't be looking at my notes. And then, yeah, yeah where are your notes? Uh, Micah never <laughs> takes <laughs> notes. Bro, I'm going to tell you, I actually have been writing way more Cause now because I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to like, have something. I wow. did too, but I forgot my journal downstairs. <laughs> Go, wow. gra- go grab it. Priorities. It's man. on the front row. I saw it. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. I had a fish that like oh, I neglected. You- <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious. How do you abuse a fish? You neglect it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't clean its tank. <laughs> I just forgot to feed it or clean its tank. His you name ne- was Frank. He was an upside down catfish. Have you ever seen this or heard of this? You're no. making this up. I'm not making it up. You it's had a about, catfish in a tank. I had a little bitty catfish in a tank. <laughs> it was about this big. Like, and it swam upside down? It would be right side up on the bottom. When it would take off, it would swim upside down and then it would fall right Doesn't side that up. mean there's something wrong with its like bladder? I think there was some. They sold them at Walmart. I don't know if they. That they was your first warning. <laughs> Do they still sell fish at Walmart? No. No. Do you remember as a kid, like they neglected in- those fish. That's exactly <laughs> why you ended up with it. Remember, remember those lobsters that they had in the tank at the grocery store? <laughs> <laughs> that I was in the, that. that was in the food section, though. They're not for pets. <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But they we were have alive. To- Y'all stop. We have to get started. <laughs> Good morning, everybody, or good evening. Depends on when you're listening to this. We're recording this on Monday. Really early. Very early. <laughs> uh, we just got done with morning prayer um, at 6 a.m. It went good. Y'all feel like it went good? Yeah. All of the production stuff. Nothing went live went, online. Went as bad as possible, <laughs> yeah. but that's a different story. Yeah. Um, but Shout we, out Anthony Gutierrez. Yes. We, we need him. Thank you for Anthony. Yeah, I definitely am not prepared to run sound ever again. <laughs> Dude, the look on your face when you were trying to turn the pad down, it was like pure panic. Yeah, the worst feeling in the world is when you are back there and you don't know what you're doing, which is every time I'm back there. Me too. And Me too. everything's failing and you literally can't do anything about it. Well, the moment when you think you did everything right and then it doesn't go right at all and you're like i don't know what else to do <laughs> and then i look back there and i was like guys can you turn the mic up and y'all are like hugging each other i was like guys can you turn the mic to, up i was trying to encourage him <laughs> and then i heard you say Andrew went back guys there to come can you turn my mic up and i was like oh shoot i was like guys in the back everybody turned around and looked at y'all i was like please turn my mic up <laughs> I was literally in the. I was literally going, bro. It's okay. Nothing like. <laughs> we have had a lot going on. Yeah. Sunday services. Fun fact. Um, it was uh, our largest Sunday service outside of Easter. Let's go. Um, it was incredible. That was awesome. And we had worship night last night, and that mm. was that was great. And then this morning we were back up here, like yeah. j- just like seven hours later. Let's start off with Andrew. Andrew, tell us about your dog. Let the people hear it from you, from your perspective. I told the story on Sunday, but yeah. tell us why you have been trained and God is God has been teaching you lessons through your little puppy. You know, I thought I was a very patient person. I haven't had a dog in a really long time. <laughs> and uh something about a defiant puppy <laughs> like goes all over me. And it's something the Lord is working on. Because she's the sweetest dog. Her name's Jovi. She is a mini Bernadoodle. Her name's Jovi Joplin. Why Joplin? We, we got her in Joplin. <laughs> that's, 
really creative. creative yeah. <laughs> Growing up, like all of our names were like we had a black cat. Its name was Black Cat, <laughs> and then it had a mom, and its name was Mama Cat. I don't know what we were doing, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, that's really weird. But uh, yeah, no, Jovi's like the sweetest dog ever. But she grabbed my underwear and was running around the house, and I was trying to catch her. But uh, so you know how dogs just play keep away, and it just makes you mad because you know that they're <laughs> defying you. And so I grabbed her finally on the couch, and I was like, "When I call, you answer." <laughs> <laughs> Did you say it more than once or was it like No, a- I just said it once. And I like look over and Rachel's just like wide-eyed just like what do you want the dog to say? <laughs> and then I like came to myself and I was like I don't know who I am right now. I'm so sorry. And I had to apologize to Seven. She's like, "Are you hurting the dog?" <laughs> I felt so bad. And then it's what like, was what was Rachel walking around the house singing after? Oh that? yeah, and then she was trolling me. She's like, "I call <laughs> you answer." I was like, "Wow." Well, and then Seth did the ultimate troll and told the story on Sunday. Yep. And then made Andrew sing that song. Yes, that was. I realized <laughs> what a power move, man. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about doing that, because like in the moment of me telling that story, and then I was like, hey, by the way, we're going to sing this song, and I really need you guys to not think about the story that I just told you. Dude, that's why I had Abby sing it instead of me, because I was like, <laughs> dude, if you're like, yeah, let's worship with the team. I call. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, let's do, um, let's do some takeaways from... Uh, just this weekend. There's been a lot going on. It could be worship night, Sunday service. Jonah chapter two uh, is what we covered on Sunday. And uh, what'd y'all learn? Did y'all learn anything? Um, I just, I, it was just a great sermon and worship was absolutely incredible. It was so cool to see the room was just, it was electric. Just the church yesterday, there was just so I many agree. people that were mm-hmm. just on fire and, and ready to go. God help, please. Love that. Leah, what about you? When we call out, God answers. And then just the flip side conviction of when he is calling us to do things, a lot of times we don't answer. And it got me thinking a lot about the discipline of listening to God and how um, thinking about the discipline of prayer and how something we forget a lot is listening after we have talked to God and um allowing ourselves to hear his answers to us because mm. a lot of times we can race through the talking to God and not hearing from God. And um, just so thinking true. about the week of prayer. And even if you're fasting this week, like I have learned a lot about fasting this past year and a half and just um, even like physiologically, like our bodies, we have a lot more mental clarity so true. Um, if yep. we take the time to true. fast. Yeah. And I think that's important to know. Um, just even in listening to God, we need to have mental clarity so that we can hear what he has to say. Totally agree that I hadn't fasted a ton, but like the second or third day of fasting, I was blown away <clears throat> with the mental clarity that mm-hmm. I had. I, I totally agree with that. Mm. Um it's a it's a really weird thing to experience if you haven't ever fasted. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll blow your mind when you wake up the like next couple of mornings and have that kind of mental clarity. It's it's kind of crazy how much we think about food. Mm. Uh, you know, oh, your whole day is yeah. planned around it. Yeah, it's yeah. just wild. Like you when you stop eating, 
you realize how much you really enjoy eating. Yeah. Mm. Or like a specific thing, if it's like caffeine or sugar or like some people do social media fast, um, which those are more supplementary the two, you know, food fast. But the yeah, it gives you a crazy amount of clarity. And yeah. um, it's it's kind of crazy because when he calls, we often answer with obedience. Uh, we we mostly we answer with with the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's. And yesterday, the message title was Fishy Grace, um, which is talking about this grace that we've received that we do not earn, that we can't, that we don't deserve it. There's nothing we could do to receive it other than call upon the name of Jesus and receive it as a free gift from God. And uh, I don't know about y'all, but that whole thing has just kind of, I've always thought about grace, like as long as I've been saved, but when you really think about how crazy the concept of grace is and how like countercultural it is to the world around us, it's pretty wild. That's, I think that's why a lot of people don't understand God and and the church and and believers. And because in the world, it's like, no, if you did this, this is what you deserve. This is your punishment. You're done. Yeah, you're done. And it's the cancel culture. You've got all of that, but it's like, man, this grace that we've received is so crazy to me and it's the it's it's a one thing that separates the church from everything else so if the church isn't giving grace we're not giving each other grace and don't have a culture of grace if you mess up and you're done mm-hmm. it's like that's no different than what the world. anyone experiences in the world. world or at their job or wherever so it's it's the it's the thing that separates it's the good news that we don't get what we deserve it's, well it's yeah that, and i think like it's kind of wild to think about this but i feel like in our world today it's very easy for people to like expect grace Mm. but deep down know that they don't deserve it Mm. but like i mean just think about like our culture it's like hey if this if i'm doing something wrong you just need to like forgive me like i don't you know i don't Mm. deserve this like this is this is what i'm going through yeah this has nothing to do with you kind of thing i think it's wild how much we expect it and how rarely we give that to others true but it's interesting because I realized Sunday morning at the end of chapter two, Jonah gets uh, spit out onto land. And it's like I had this picture of you've received this grace. Grace showed up as a fish and it took you from where you were. It met you where you were at and it took you to where you were supposed to be. And it spit him on the land. Chapter three begins and the word of the Lord came again to Jonah, go to the city of Nineveh and preach against it. And he, he basically recalls him back to himself to do God's will. And it's just this beautiful picture of God's grace. He received grace then to go tell others about this grace. Mm. And I think so often we forget that. Mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all. I forget that. It's like, yeah. I forget to show grace. I forget to tell people about God's grace. And I'm a pastor. I'm like, well, Jonah was mad about it though later. Oh yeah. That's what I like, you know, so he, he got grace and then he went and and told them, but then he got mad at the end because God showed grace Mm -hmm. after he had been shown so much grace. So it's like, man. Yeah. 120,000 plus people get saved. But chapter four, he's sitting on a hillside. He's pouting. He's literally, in his mind, I'm better than you guys. They do not deserve grace because of what they've done. You sin differently than I do, so yeah. you are worse than me. Somehow we we have that perspective, right? He's sitting on this hillside, and he's like, it's better for me to die than to live. He does this three times with the Lord. And then God tells him, 
uh, he's like, he provides the plant. The worm comes and eat the plant. He's, he's upset about the plant. God's like, you didn't make this grow. You didn't do this. And, and then he's like, there's, there's literally over a hundred thousand people that don't know their left hand from their right. And you're up here complaining about something that you don't even really have a full understanding about mm-hmm. knowing as the reader that just a few chapters before this dude was picked up by a fish. Mm. Yeah. I just, it's just wild to me. But what, what was your biggest takeaway, Andrew? Man, I, I loved this. Um, when you pray, the answer may be yes, no, or not yet. Mm. <clears throat> and I just, I think that that is, that is a lot of wisdom to have that in our lives that mm. I don't have that a lot. Like a lot of times I pray for something. If it doesn't happen, I just questioning God and questioning myself and, oh, maybe I'm not praying right or whatever. So yes, no, not yet. Those, those are the three answers. And I think that any situation in our life, you could almost, if you've prayed about it and honestly sought the Lord, then you assign what what the answers are to those situations. And it may be a closed door right now, maybe a sharp no, but that could still be God. It's just like, I don't know why that's hard to remember, but um, in God's timing of not yet, that's something that I feel like is throughout the Bible that's just hard to grasp because we just we want to pray and we want God to move because it's our idea and we, we know best and it's hard to see God's plan. Like the only times in my life that I can clearly see is when I'm past something, I turn around and look and then it's like, Oh, yeah. that timing was perfect actually. So <laughs> that really resonated with me. Yeah. And I th- oh, go ahead. Leah. I think sometimes we also interpret God's yeses as no's because they're not what mm. we thought it wow. should be. Mm. So even if Leah. it's still a yes, we just interpret it wrong. Like if you're praying for provision and God provides in a way that you didn't think he would, sometimes we don't see that as provision until we turn around and look back and hindsight is always 2020 and we can say, Oh, God was there. I just didn't see it. Yeah. We want God to answer the way we want him to answer too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And when it's, yeah, that's so good. (laughs) Well, you said yesterday of like, whenever it's a nowhere or not yet, we tend to just stop praying it. Yeah. Or just stop Mm -hmm. asking the Lord for it. Yeah, and I think, I think that uh, so because I, I was asking the question, why do people not pray? Like God says, when you call, I answer. Like when every time you call out to me, I'm here. I, I haven't left you. I'm I'm here. I'll meet you right where you're at. So why, why do we not call out to the Lord? And I think that it goes back to either someone prayed once and they felt like God didn't speak, or they cried out to God. And they're asking for a new thing. And this is, we kind of talked about this yesterday. They're, they're asking for a new revelation or a new word from God. And this is kind of where we ended the message. It's like, when you don't know what to do, pray. When you don't know what to pray, speak the word of God. But also when you don't know what to do, do the last thing that God told you to do. Mm-hmm. And we don't like that. I don't know about y'all. Like, I, I have a hard time with that. It take, I think it takes humility. So every anything but a yes, a no, or a not yet makes me have humility to either understand that I'm either asking for the wrong thing or it's the wrong timing. It's very good. And I think about that, you know, the question about why does God heal sometimes immediately? Sometimes it's not immediate and it's healed. People are healed through different ways, but I think it's, it's pride. You know, we want it done our way. Mm -hmm. We don't want to know what God wants, how he wants to get it done. 
but I, yeah, I just feel like it's, it's a humbling thing that we can pray for. We're always at, we have to put ourselves out there right? and then God can either answer it or not yet or, but it's a humbling thing. I feel like. Well, even going back to the last thing that you like, you feel like the Lord has asked you to do is a humbling thing. <laughs> the, uh, I mentioned uh, something personal in my life. There's been many times that I have tried to kick down doors that were closed that God intentionally closed. Mm. And I've tried to slam doors shut that God intentionally and purposefully mm. opened. Mm. And what I've realized is I used to just go and check the door. Like I would, I would just check to see, you know, and it's like, you know, I've, I've come to this realization that prayer is the key. It's not a key that opens the door. It's, it's the key that helps you see, is the door open or is it wow. shut? Us being able to, understand what God wants. Yeah. I don't ever pray like that. Like you were saying earlier, it's like, I'm always praying for what I want and what, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, that's a very counter to what I do. I, if you look at like a spiritual gifts test, um, you also like intercession and prayer is my last one, Mm -hmm. like lowest on, and you know, you take those things with a grain of salt, obviously. Um, you're not defined by a test, but when you answer the questions, honestly, you can look at like what's reality. And the reality is I don't pray enough. Yeah, And I read in this little Devo this morning during uh, our prayer time, um, that just shows you how little I pray is during prayer time I was, I was reading. And so um, <laughs> I, need to, I need to become more disciplined with it. But it said that prayer is the greatest privilege of a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. It is the greatest privilege on this side of eternity that we get to talk to God. Wow. Yeah. And we can talk to him anywhere at any time about anything. There's no barrier. There's no checklist beforehand. Like, we just get to approach God. And mm-hmm. what? It's like, no, we, we have access to the most powerful, mm-hmm. loving Father on the planet. Amen. And we don't go to Him to ask mm-hmm. His will. And yeah. it's like, He created us. He designed us. He has a plan for our life. Yeah. He knows every detail about us. And somehow, some way, I fail to ask Him mm-hmm. what's best. <laughs> Uh, yesterday we talked about um, when you call upon the Lord, uh, and I gave this silly example about Gus- Ghostbusters. So thankful that everybody responded. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how that was going to go. You know, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. But that, there well, was some people like singing it. Oh, people were excited, dude. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. I was, I, I, I was like, man, these these folks are singing this. Can't get them to sing a worship song. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> They'll sing Ghostbusters. Um, but you know, when your car breaks down, you call a mechanic. When, when somebody breaks into your house, you call the police. When your house is on fire, you call the fire department. And I, the picture that I had was when we try to take matters into our own hands and we rely on our own experience, our own understanding, our own sin, or whatever the case, maybe we rely on somebody else. And I, I even gave the example, so many people come to me and ask for prayer or come to a leader and ask for prayer. And that's beautiful. I love that. But I think we need to start asking the question. I heard this recently. Have you prayed? Like, have yes. Have you prayed about this? Right. And that needs to be like the prerequisite before we spend time and pray for you. And I don't want to be religious about it, but it's like, hey, you have access to God. And so I, I think that at the end of the day, the thing that I walked away with yesterday, and I feel like what God was speaking to me, um, when, when you don't know what to do, call upon the Lord. But even when you feel like you know what to do, my goodness, call upon the Lord. Mm. Call upon the Lord. He Amen. will answer. He's a man of his word. He's faithful. In everything that he does, everything that he touches, everything that he speaks, yeah. he can't tell a lie. And the enemy can't tell the truth. It's just like, why would we not pray? Andrew, would you pray for us sure. as we close?
God, we just thank you for what you're doing in our church and in the church. I just know that um, right now you're moving on your people and you are calling us just to deeper levels, um, getting us out of our comfort zone. God, you are, uh, you are all powerful and we have access to you. God, I pray that we would just approach you boldly and that you would give us vision, God, for um, our families, God, for wherever we're at, God, for our jobs, God, for every aspect of our life, God, that we would be quick to ask you that it wouldn't be the second thing we do, God, but that it would be the first thing on our minds, God, is, man, I got to pray about this. And I know that this week as we're praying and fasting, um, man, what a powerful time to ask um, you for vision and what your purpose is for our lives. God, I pray that you would just answer that call like you always do. God, show you. That's our timer. I'm done. Your prayer was Amen. too long. Amen. <laughs> I mean, that that couldn't have been... You know, in my mind, in my mind, I felt like I was done. And then I was trying to think of something. Yeah. The word says that you should not go on babbling like pagans do.